This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So there's no doubt we've got a situation on our hands in this province right now. It's not just our province. This is happening um, in a lot of places right now. We've got a lot of really sick kids. Um, but the alarm bells are being rang in Alberta specifically. And of course, that's what we focus on here. Um, both the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton, uh, the Children's Hospital in Calgary saying, boy, we're, we're maxed. This is it. You know, we're, wait times are getting really, really long. We just have so many sick kids dealing with primarily RSV and, and, you know, those kinds of things. It's, we've got actually three viruses. I think we'll find out, but, um, we've definitely got a situation about a week ago. I guess a little more than a week ago now. It was November 7th. So a Monday. Um, the Edmonton Public School Board reported that more than 13% of their students were out sick. Some of you are texting me and saying, hey, my classroom, it was over 40%. Um, wow, unreal. We've got this perfect storm. We've got the flu, we've got RSV, we've got COVID, all of it sending kids to the sidelines. Uh, at a meeting yesterday, the Edmonton Public School Board decided they would send a letter to the province asking for some advice on how to handle things. They want the new Chief Medical Officer of Health to get involved, bring in safety protocols, for when a school has an outbreak, that might include masking, at-home testing for kids, um, which, as you know, has left the realm of public health and become completely and totally political for the last number of years. So what do we do? The situation is not good, uh, and it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. We're going to chat now with Dr. James Talbot, who is an adjunct professor at the University of Alberta and former Chief Medical Officer of Health for the province of Alberta. Dr. Talbot, um, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. So you were in the position of Chief Medical Officer Health not all that long ago. In a situation like this, what is the role of the person in that office? What's the job? Well, I think the job of the medical officers of health in the province, because there are also local MOHs that are attached to each of the regions, is to make sure that they're there to educate people as to, first of all, how big the threat is, Secondly, what they can do individually. Uh, thirdly, what they can do as a group or as, uh, you know, a government or as an organization. And uh, then to keep them informed as to the, the progress. Are we winning or losing? I mean, that's basically the job. Um, so, I mean, just going through the situation that we're in now, the school board asking for some advice, uh, I think that that's probably a position they feel that they, 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 they have to do something. I mean, what we're dealing with right now is very extraordinary, right? I mean, we always, people always say, hey, we always have sick kids in the fall and winter. That's the way it goes. But this is not normal sick kids in the fall, right? No, I mean, I've never seen numbers like that. I, I will say, though, just because I don't want to create a sense of panic where there, there isn't one, mm-hmm. that uh, it's not unexpected. We had three years in which any newborn, you know, newborns are born with only the protection that they get from their mom's antibodies, and that only lasts about six months. So anyone who's of the age of zero to three hasn't been exposed to any of these viruses so far. And even the kids who are older that, 
then that would have had much less exposure because of the restrictions that were in place. They worked against COVID, but they worked against everything else as well. Mm -hmm. So you would, I think everyone expected that this year was going to be a particularly bad year. That doesn't mean the fact that it's such a bad year that it's putting pressure on schools, on families, and on the hospitals. So just so I understand that, is is that the immune deficiency that we hear talked about, where basically uh, the, the kids who might have gotten sick over the last three years are all getting sick now because they didn't over the last three falls? I, I wouldn't call it a deficiency. It just means that there, you know, if you think of, of um, an epidemic or um, uh, an outbreak of disease as you do a forest fire, this just means that there's more kindling. You know, there's just more kids out there that haven't been exposed to the virus, and so they're uh, and they're susceptible to it. It doesn't mean they're immune deficient in any way. Their immune system will behave perfectly uh, once they're exposed. It's just that they haven't been exposed up until now. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, I was interested in you saying, you know what, there are things we can do here. I mean, there's different levels that we go to. And to start, you know, parents, kids... You can do things on your own, right? Like, I mean, there are steps you can take without any prompting from the schools or the government if you want to go ahead and do it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I don't think of it as civil disobedience, but uh, I mean, I think, it, you know, it's empowerment for parents and families. So, you know, the five viruses that are. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, are circulating in the province right now. The top five are influenza, rhinovirus, RSV, coronavirus, COVID, and, and parainfluenza. So two of those have vaccines available. So that's the first thing you can do is make sure that your kids get their vaccine for COVID and for influenza. The second thing you can do is to make sure that if your kid's symptomatic, that you don't send them to school. We don't need any more kids ill. And by the way, as a parent, if you're symptomatic, you shouldn't be going to work anyways because uh, you shouldn't be passing it on. So that's the second thing. The third thing is, I mean, I would uh, personally, I would reinstitute masks for my kids. One, I don't want them to go to school and get get sick and not be able to attend school because I know how important that is. And, you know, selfishly, I don't want them coming back Bring and infecting people in the home. So, you know, I... I what I remember about being chief MOH with Albertans is there's just an enormous amount of common sense out there. Um, so, you know, those are pretty practical things that uh, parents can reinforce right now. You know, when we start talking about 
getting guidance and advisement from the chief medical officer of health and bringing back restrictions. Are we near that level? I mean, obviously we've come to that level before, although people disagree whether we did or didn't, but where we are right now, is that something where you think a chief medical officer of health does need to get involved in some official capacity? Well, I mean, we're closer to that. And I think, you know, as I said before, um, you know, a medical officer of health is a physician and they have the same relationship to the community that they serve as a doctor does to a patient. So if a patient came in concerned about something and asking what they could do, it's the same as when a community asks gotcha. an MOH. And so what you were talking about with the Edmonton Public School Board is that the community is starting to ask, well, what else can we do besides what we do as individuals? And, you know, th- there is where I think there's another level of protection that's possible is that, you know, mandating masks uh, uh, for students would be a way to slow transmission down and potentially take some pressure off the emergency departments and end up with fewer kids ill. And, you know, if I'm a principal in a school, I'm going to be comp- worried about the people who work there. I'm going to be worried mm-hmm. about the teachers, the teachers' aides, the volunteers who come into the school. And so I'd like to be able to make sure that they're wearing masks. I can do two, three things. One, I can make sure masks are available so that, you know, you purchase those in case there are teachers or teachers' aides or volunteers who can't afford them. But you know, then either strongly recommend or require. But if you're going to require them to wear masks, it's helpful if every school is doing the same thing. It's helpful if the school board agrees. It's helpful if it's happening across the province so that I don't have parents going, why is it happening yeah, here yeah. not elsewhere? So, you know, school boards and principals have the ability to step up to the plate in this situation. But I think it's a lot easier when they get leadership from uh, public health. Um, A lot of doctors today in the news talking about we're worried about where we're headed. We don't know what the peak's going to be, when it's going to be. We know how things typically behave. Uh, From what you're seeing, um, what's the risk if we don't manage to get this reined in at least a little bit? How much longer will it last? What's your, uh, your, your prediction about where we might be headed? Well, if I could predict that with certainty, I would sure. be in Vegas full time. But you <laughs> can say that, I mean, it doesn't look like we're close to the peak now. We know there's usually a lag period between when kids get uh, exposed and when they end up needing hospital care. And the fact that the hospitals are reporting that they're stressed now is reason enough to start ramping up the measures that we take, either fight it in the schools now or you're going to fight it in the hospitals. And I would point out two things about hospital capacity. I mean, the first is the province doesn't have a lot of pediatric beds and it has even fewer pediatric ICU beds. So, you know, we could see a replay of what we saw with COVID where it's not just the fact that the bed is occupied by somebody with COVID or with the flu or RSV. It's that the kid who needs the chemotherapy for their curable leukemia isn't able to get into hospital. The kid who's injured and broken arm and needs an operation, yeah, yeah. You know, needs a plate put in, isn't going to get that. So, you know, we don't have a lot of capacity at the best of times. So that's the first concern if we're already up against that. And then the second concern is that, um, you know, we have staff, pediatric staff, who have been working their asses off for three years. And mm-hmm. I, my colleagues, 
doctors, nurses, respiratory techs, orderlies, everybody in the hospital are just bone weary at this point. They're mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. And so that's the exact same people that you're asking to step up to the plate now. So, yeah, I, I think that sense of urgency is real and that it would be better to do things faster rather than slower. Yeah, exactly. And, and try and mitigate it. Uh, Dr. Talbot, great insight as always. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.